y'all. Welcome to Carmichael Radio. This is a podcast about Carolina women's basketball. I am Travis Lund here with Anthony Battle. What's up, Tar Heel fan? Andrew Kurgera. Hi, guys. Good to be here. And Ms. Terry Stacker. Hey, guys. Glad to have Anthony back. He was absent for our last recording. Stuff gets hectic around the holidays for everybody. How'd everybody, everybody give me a quick one down of, uh, Oh, your holidays for the the fine listeners out there. Did everybody have a have a good couple of days off and some nice time with the family? I did. I did. I enjoyed my family. We had um, Christmas Eve dinner um, at my cousin's house, about thirty minutes away from where I live. So that was great. I didn't have to travel too far. I can go and kick it with them and play games and just have a good time and come back home and you know be in peace. So I had a good time. <laughs> Nice. Anthony, what'd you get up to, man? I had a great time, man. Just being with the family. Um, you know, I got a little toasted, so I had to spend the night at my aunt crib, but um, <laughs> it, it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Um, hey, so it, it's always good to be around a family on a positive note, and I'm um, just thankful to see another Christmas. For sure. And Andrew, I know you were a little under the weather, but tell the, tell the good folks listening at home uh, what, your, what your holiday entailed there. Yeah. Uh... Got quite a bit sick through going into the weekend, but uh, healed up just in time for Christmas. Um, And yeah, uh, we fit mostly all of the Christmas festivities all into one day. Uh, Multiple people's houses, uh, you know, multiple. uh, My, I don't know if everyone else was born into the uh, doing gifts one at a time family uh like mine is and my family's also quite large when you get extended so our gift uh opening took quite a few hours we had several intermissions it was like a four-part play but uh it's yeah a lot of fun a lot of christmas um and a lot of hot chocolate so yeah another another year in the books right on man yeah we um we we tested positive for COVID right before my folks were supposed to come into town and mom's got some, some pretty bad respiratory issues. So we kind of had to scrap that. Um, so it's just the two of us for Christmas, but we did the, uh, the usual hot chocolate and, you know, mostly, mostly snuggled up with hot beverages and watched a bunch of Christmas movies. So it's pretty low key, but we'll be seeing her folks this weekend and then mine the weekend after that so slightly delayed christmases but we will get to them nonetheless um all right let's get into what the people are actually here for get through some recaps here uh we will start with the game from the 15th which obviously it has been a minute now but holiday break will do that to folks uh pretty easy 96 36 dub over western carolina in carmichael uh i had tweeted this on the night of the game um I did not was not able to confirm, but because we played Vermont earlier this year, I'm fairly certain we are among, if not the only team that has ever played both D1 teams named Catamounts in the same season. Um, but pretty pretty cakewalk win there. Uh, Liz had 23, 9, and 6 to lead everybody. Uh, two blocks, four steals to boot. P had 16, four boards, three dimes. Um, Maria did some nice work, 10 points, 4 boards, couple of dimes, couple of blocks. 
India had some nice points, uh, 15 or so, um, four boards off the bench, a couple of dimes for her as well. And I thought the biggest thing coming off of this was, man, Tiana Key did not see a ton of time, but looked absolutely awesome. Uh, finished with seven points, 10 boards, three blocks, two dimes, but I just thought she looked incredible. She was moving around great, especially laterally on defense, just just absolutely fantastic and good to have her back in the lineup and start rounding out a little bit back towards some health here uh, as we gear up for conference play. So um, that was Western Carolina. Anthony, what do you what do you recollect? How did you feel coming out of this one? Uh, I'm just glad to see a dominant performance. Um, to me, me personally, I think it's been one of those things uh, when we play certain teams, it's like we go in thinking, oh, we got this, and we don't play as hard. But this particular game, um, we didn't necessarily focus on their record, and we played our game, and we just we was dominant from the tip. And um, I can appreciate that. You know, and granted, it got a, a little sloppy. We missed a few couple of, um, we missed a, a few shots or whatnot. But um, hey, it's what to expect, especially <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna base our our game from game one with the inconsistency on offense. But um, other than that, it was good to see Key back in the game. Uh, she looks good. Um, I'm hoping she can remain healthy the rest of the season and she can produce because she was definitely. Uh, just she made an impact from the time she checked in the game. So I'm I'm very excited about her game going into ACC play. All right, Andrew, yeah. anything to add? On? Oh, I'm sorry, you were just about to. No, go ahead. Um, yeah, um, I think the if you're looking at just box score scouting, uh, the 24 assists jumps out at you because that's like that's like 10 games worth for like the early Carolina games. Um, based on the assist numbers, but, uh, yeah, uh, 24 assists to, I think like six turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, that's, uh, you can't do any better than that. I mean, that's really, really good. Um, I thought Paulina really got into her offense and finally got some extended minutes finally. Um, and then Tiani, uh, I mean, I remember her being like really lengthy and like, um, just the long arms and the ability to like impact shots. But I think because of this year and her being out for so long, I think I forgot just exactly how long she is. Either that or she somehow has grown in the off season. Um, it looked unfair. Uh, just how much distance she can close out on the perimeter and at the rim with just being bigger than everybody else um and affecting shots with that length uh had 10 rebounds in like 17 minutes i mean first game back can't ask for any more than that um overall a really good win uh, especially with the guard situation and the injuries being what they are right now uh let's say it was a good one to be able to i think they experimented with a three big lineup at one point i think they had a Zalaya, Usby, and Gakdang out there at the same time. I mean, sure. I mean, in a game like that where all your guards are in street clothes, it feels like, might as well try something, even if it's just for short stretches. Uh, yeah, they forced a ton of turnovers. We got out and ran in transition. 
Um, not a ton of talk to, to talk about on the offensive end, at least in the half court. Um, but yeah, it, certainly one of the better games, even with the opponent, like one of the better games that they've played to this point in the year yet. Yeah, and Terry, you said you you didn't you weren't able to to catch much or or, or pull much of this as far as memory served. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. But again, looking at the bot score, um, us we had a really good game. If we can get that out of her consistently, that would be great. Um, it is good to see Tiani Key uh, back on the floor. So I'm looking to see how she progresses throughout uh, the year. I think she'll be a really good, solid player for us. But other than that, I mean, a good win to get us back on the winning side of things and, um, you know, to get us going in the right direction for that Oklahoma game. Absolutely. And then getting to the Oklahoma game, um, first and foremost, before anything else, DK, baby, 15,000 career points in a quite literal flu game. Went out there, was an absolute beast, played 39 minutes, put up 21 points, six boards. The 25th player in the program's history to clock 15,000 or 1,500. If she'd scored 15,000, that would be quite something. Uh, <laughs> 1,500 career points uh, in her 100th game as a heel. So a lot of nice round numbers and big anniversary moments there. Um just a massive night for her. Um, Liz put up her fifth double-double of the year with 15 points, 13 boards. Lexi had 10 and 6. Um, other than that, not a super even or good offensive distribution, but we did take what had previously been an extremely high-flying and very effective Oklahoma Sooner offense and basically throw them in a dumpster. Um, for the entirety of the game, they opened with a made three pointer and proceeded to miss their next 25. Uh, and just, we absolutely buried them defensively. It was suffocating and just gorgeous to watch. Um, Anthony, what'd you, what'd you see off of this one, man? Walk us through it. Oh, man, it was just good to get a win over a Power 5 team. Um, I think this, this was our first win over a Power 5, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's real good to just see uh, when we was inconsistent on offense, how our defense kind of um, picked up its intensity. Um, we played like, you know, we, 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 we played like we had something to lose. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we did because I'm sure if we would have lost that game. We would have dropped out of top 25. But um, it, it was a great game, man. Shout out to DK. Congratulations on getting on getting to the other side with the other elite players in the Carolina program. Um, I do want 2,500 before you leave, though. So <laughs> I'm looking for that next 1K. Um, other than that, man, uh, we played a good solid game. Um we look good. Uh, everybody contributed. We look very good. So um, I'm, I'm interested in that, just seeing how we go from, from just getting that first dub to, you know, tournament play. For sure, man. T 2,500. Buddy, okay, you're asking for one more year and her clocking, and her never clocking out of a game. <laughs> 
that's five hundred to try that. Five hundred the rest of this year, and then you know she can turn around and get another five hundred next year. Yeah, it's DK. She can do it all. She plays it. She she gets she scores all these points in a flu game. She's throwing up doing you know I think they say she was like throwing up or something. Uh, one of the quarters, if I'm not mistaken, I read that somewhere. Um, if I'm wrong, don't hold me against. Don't hold it against me. But um, but yeah, it's DK. Come on now, she'll get up some buckets. I saw all of the Christmas Christmas holidays. Her mother had posted that she was getting some shots up. So hey, we. I mean, I don't put no passer. And the fact that they keep leaving her out of all these uh, what is it? All these like uh, ESPN W uh. Top point guards or top guards, she's always left out. And I'm like, what in the world? Are they blind or is it just being biased? Okay, we're just going to look at South Carolina. We're just going to look at South Carolina and we're just going to look at um, UCLA. So. Yeah, well, there was, um, this was maybe 10 days ago ish, something right around there. But um, Skylar Diggins Smith had posted that. DK needs to be getting a lot more looks and conversation vis-a-vis the WNBA draft coming up. Um, and I don't know. I feel like she might know a thing or two about basketball and people mad ought to listen to her when she says things. She's only one of the best point guards who's ever lived. Um, but yeah, DK, DK is, has just been so, so special. I mean, I, I don't know about y'all. I'm I'm already laying in for like the Costco size box of Kleenex for senior day. Cause I'm going to be a mess with what this class has meant to this team. Um, I'm not cause they all coming back. I'm speaking it right now. They <laughs> all be back next year and they're going to be top 10. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to have at least two or three top 10 draft picks so i'm speaking it i'm putting it out there and hey it is what it is okay this is recording so when they both when they all wind up going and playing somewhere else when they all get drafted (laughs) hey i speak i put it on record put it on record all right fair enough you know what you know what though if if we if if everything you just said winds up being facts, I did I will put some like some fancy like big fanfare like chariots of fire music under this clip and we'll just we'll run this like you're taking a victory lap, man. We'll <laughs> we we will we will we we will give you all the flowers if all this comes to pass. <laughs> Thank you in advance. <laughs> in advance. The man thinks he's got this in the bag. I love it. All right, so that was the Western Carolina and Oklahoma games. Moving on, after a little holiday break here, uh, y'all conference play is here. It begins on Sunday. Well, technically, I guess it's going to start a little bit earlier for some teams, but for us here in Carolina Blue, it will start on Sunday at noon in Carmichael. We will be playing Clemson. Uh, if you are not in the area and would like to watch this on TV, it will be on the CW network. Um, don't know how many listeners to this may also be college football fans, but man, there, there's been some weird stuff going on with games broadcast on the CW, um, with the ACC this year, at least in football world. So we'll see. Hopefully it's not too weird and everything goes as it should in this one coming up. Um, Tigers are coming in, uh, they're 
their season has been fine. This is Amanda Butler's sixth year uh, heading that program. Um, they're eight and five on the year. Um, they did absolutely murder Duke a couple of weeks ago, who I still think is better than their their record shows, um, but just absolutely wobbed them 80 to 64. Um, they do have some players to watch out for. Um, a couple of grad students, um, Amari Robinson averaging close to 17 a game and 6.6 boards. And uh, Dejanette Harris is at uh, about 10 points, three boards, four dimes. And a sophomore guard, Ruby Whitehorn, also playing very, very well. Uh, she's averaging over 10 a game as well. And about four boards. Um, they're, they're choppy. Um they do have some fight, and when everything clicks for them, as we did see in that Duke game, uh, they can be certain to be reckoned with. So we probably shouldn't take this one too lightly here. But um, Terry, did what of what of Clemson have you watched, and do, do, what are what are you seeing that needs to be of particular concern for us or focus coming into this one? I did catch the ending of their Duke game. Um, by that point, I think it was already out of reach um, for Duke. But I think, you know, just keeping an eye out on their top players, you mentioned them, Robinson, uh, Whitehorn, um, if they get going, watch out. However, although that they're 8-5, and five, but I do believe they're 0-2 on the road. Um, so they haven't won one yet away from, like, home, I guess you could say. Um, so that'll be something, you know, they're looking for that first home win. Um, but like you said, it's not going to be like an easy game. We shouldn't sleep on them. Um, so hopefully we come out fast, no more slow starts um, and get the dub. Yeah, absolutely. I think a fast, I think you're absolutely point on that a fast start would be a good thing and possibly even a necessary thing heading into this one. Andrew, have you, have you had a chance to break down much film on the Tigers this year? What are you, what are you seeing out of the folks playing in little John this season? Uh, yeah, um, I've gotten a chance to watch a lot of their offense and, um, they are fine. Uh, I, I will say this. I, I really do like Ruby Whitehorn's game, uh, and Amari Robinson as well. I mean, just can go get you a basket whenever you need it. Um, whether from the inside or the outside, um, defensively. Uh, I would expect a lot of zone. Uh, they've played a lot of zone so far this season. And because of that, I would expect some of the offensive efficiency numbers for Carolina to jump up a little bit. Because while Carolina hasn't seen a ton of zone this year, unlike Miami, who I feel like has only played against teams that play zone, uh, even if the ball hasn't gone in a lot, I feel like every time Carolina's gone up against the zone this year, they've moved it really well and gotten a great shot nearly every single time. Uh, so if Clemson is going to make that choice to go sit back and play zone, I think that there are definitely opportunities to be had there. Uh, and they've shown that they can navigate a zone pretty well to this point, uh, better than I thought they would be able to. So look out for that. Uh We'll see how healthy everyone is at this point. Who knows? Uh, maybe we have a fully healthy roster. That would be 
a miracle. Um, but yeah, extra time to heal up and uh, it's a home game. So uh, crowd will definitely be a factor as well. Uh, yeah, but that's what I'm mostly looking forward to is how do they navigate the zone, uh, who's back and healthy for Carolina, and are, is this the shots have started to fall a little bit more in recent weeks. Hopefully that trend continues as well. Also, because of the Oklahoma game, I know we didn't really touch on it a whole lot, but I thought Zelaya defensively was top tier in that Oklahoma game. So I hope that she gets a little bit more run as well, uh, just rewarding her for that effort because I thought she – there were times where she was the best defensive player on the floor for either team, quite honestly. Um, so, yeah, something like that. And uh, maybe they even if, – if the injury bug is still out there, maybe they throw out the three bigs lineup out there again. Who knows? But – uh, definitely one to look forward to, but I definitely one I think Carolina uh, can win to kick off conference play, especially at home. Yeah, for sure, Anthony. What do we What do we want out of this? The health aside, here is there. Have you Have you watched much of Clemson or seen anybody that anybody else didn't mention yet? Other than um, as Terry said, the hot start and hopefully some some healthier lineups here did is there anything specific that you're that you're gunning for with this one well i do want people to realize and understand that i don't care what the record is but you know this is acc play you know this is the best conference so any given night you know you have a bad game to a uh, 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 Wake Forest team that hasn't won let's just say no more than 3 games this season and they can upset you so um it's still one of the it's still one of the top leagues, so I, I don't put nothing past no other team. So hey, we gotta we gotta start off right, and we gotta get this dub. And I'm just looking forward to just just the post play. I guess that's what I'm looking forward to most: the post play. Yeah, for sure. And uh, funnily enough, um, <laughs> just because the way things shook out and uh, and that Duke game, technically. Technically, um, Clemson is currently atop the conference standings right now uh, because that's the only game that's been played between two ACC members thus far. Clemson won. So, um, on a technicality, but nonetheless, they sit atop the table currently. Um, this is about the time of year. Um, and listener, uh, and Andrew, I know you may have something to say about this, but this is, a, this is about the time of year when I feel like um, sort of metrics have... have shaken out enough uh static and early season noise to to maybe be worth a little bit so um just right quick per her hoop stats uh clemson is currently rated 78th overall in offense 102 in defense and 89th uh as a total rating uh by way of comparison the heels are 56th offensively, 17th defensively, and 32nd overall. So pretty healthy margins there all around, um, which you know says that on paper we should win this game without too much trouble. But as Anthony just pointed out, this is conference play, and nothing is given, and nothing is easy. Um, Andrew, right, right, quick, is this the? the What's your what's your thought on when when the numbers ought to start meaning something other than just kind of static here? Um, this is usually about when I start paying more attention to those. But do you have anything or a, a different 
a different uh, like rating system or site that you go to that might have some some good stuff for us? Um. Well, first let me let me ask this. I maybe I wasn't paying attention. Were those numbers? Is that like offensive rating or is it like points scored? What? Metric did you just cite? Oh, sorry. It's it offensive rating, defensive rating, and then they're sort of gotcha. their combined like overall power metric. Gotcha. Um yeah, I, I think we're deep enough into the season where that stuff is really starting to matter. Uh I think we're what, well, 13 games in for most of us. That's a pretty good sample size to where you we at the very least you get a pretty good snapshot of okay this is who this team is right now this is how we can expect them to win and lose certain games um yeah um for as far as carolina goes like we both from watching it and the numbers will tell a very similar story from what i've seen through uh her her hoop stats and synergy is um it it really does feel like for the most part it's going to be that low scoring grinded out games uh to where Carolina wins most of them with their defense. And I think the numbers would kind of back that. Um now that can change at any point, but uh the and the trend is moving in the opposite direction, but uh I I do think that as far as if you're looking at purely metrics and numbers, there's still some parts of it that are a little, I don't want to say like unreliable, but just incomplete purely because Carolina really hasn't put out a consistent lineup yet of healthy people that has allowed them to play. I think the way that they, Um, and this is also the time of year, I think where, most teams have like their their base offense and all the actions that they want to run pretty much installed at this point. Uh, up to this point, most teams are they they haven't installed, but they might be like adding certain cuts and tweaks and little things to it here and there. At this point, it's pretty much you know this is what we're doing. Um, and then in conference play, everything's going to change a little bit too, just because you know. They're watching film on you. They've got most of your stuff scouted out. So one of the issues I brought up earlier in the year is how does Carolina adjust to that when their first option on a set isn't available? How do they play after the play, so to speak? Uh, That is yet to be seen. The early results were pretty ugly, in my opinion. But there's still room to improve upon it. I definitely think their cutting has gotten better. Uh, If I would be willing to bet if I take a look right now, their efficiency over the last several games has gone way up. Uh, So there's, yes, there's a snapshot for statistics like this, uh, but take it with a slight grain of salt still just because of the inconsistent lineups and uh, some of the stiffer and weaker competition as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think that if you're looking to go into some advanced metrics, there's some merit and weight that we can hold on them at this point of the year. Right on for sure, man. Um, 
Just a couple other uh, notable ones. Uh, as we said, conference play does kick off this Sunday. Um, Notre Dame at Syracuse. I'm fascinated by this. Cuse is not ranked currently, but they are 10-1. Their only road loss so far, or only lost period so far, was a road game that they lost real close by two points to Maryland. Um, so... And that, by the way, would be our next opponent after Clemson. So definitely going to be keeping an eye on that one for sure. Um, and then Louisville, Miami is, I think, going to be the other real interesting one here. Um, that's that may be an interesting indicator um, or a barometer of of where both of those teams are at currently. Um, and then I think BC Duke is pretty going to be kind of an interesting game that's going to be pretty evenly matched i think um other than that i'm not really expecting a whole lot out of the other games on the schedule here um unless something goes catastrophically crazy um but as anthony said you know it's conference play so that's liable to happen at any time um but it's conference play man uh we made it it's here uh clemson on new year's eve day at noon in carmichael so I hope everybody can join us for that one. Um, any uh, any final thoughts or uh, or anything anybody needs to get off their chest right quick before we sign off here? Go Hills. I hope we finish, you know, near the top of the ACC this year, if not win it. I know. I mean, it's a hard conference to win. You know, Notre Dame has consistently been at the top of our conference. You know, you have the Louisvilles as well. NC State is looking very good so far. They're still undefeated. Um, so I think it'll be a close race, hopefully. Um, so looking forward to a great ACC season. Absolutely. Andrew or Anthony, any, any, last, uh, any last bon mots to add here? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the Syracuse game uh, this week, uh, just because that's much like Clemson, another team that's going to play primarily a lot of zone, and they have a very, really good defensive point guard in D.H. Fair uh, that is really electric and fun to watch. I love watching DHF Fair play. She reminds me a little bit of like, to make like an NBA comparison, she reminds me a lot of Marcus Smart, uh, just given the way that she plays, which I love. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would look to see I think how Carolina moves the ball against Clemson and the kind of shots they get. I think that'll be a very good barometer and indicator for how they'll play against Syracuse as well. So, uh yeah interested in both of those games and uh hopefully come out of each of them with a victory but let's start with clemson and work from there and uh yeah other than that go heels for sure anthony yes i'm going on record and saying um we're gonna defeat uh 90 of everybody in the conference we're gonna actually win a conference championship this year and we are going to host we're gonna host this year so I'm just looking forward to all the victories, all the threes that we're going to hit this second, this second fresh season. Um, next year, 2024 is going to be our year. So I, I'm excited. You know, I, I'm standing on it. Go Heels. 
Okay, we have a conference title and a massive uptick in three-point percentage coming from Anthony. All right. Let's, Speaking buddy. into existence, baby. Speaking into it. It's been a long time. We got to hang some banners up. Uh, brother, if they if they do that, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't have any ink. It's, it's nothing. I don't care one way or the other about it. Uh, I've just never seen anything that I was moved enough to justify the price. If this team puts a banner up in Carmichael again, I will get a tattoo for it. 100%. I'll get that. another one with you. <laughs> right on, man. All right, all right. Podcast field trip to the ink parlor. We'll we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, all right, y'all. Uh, happy holidays to everybody listening out there. Signing off. Uh, this is Travis Lund. And for Mr. Andrew Kujera. Happy New Year's, guys. Go Heels. Ms. Terry Stacker. Until next time, go Hills. Anthony Battle. All right, Tar Hills, let's get to work. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. This has been Carmichael Radio. Everybody be well out there and go Heels. Go Heels.